Welcome back to the Mental Health Commute. This is episode six, and we will be talking about stress and relationship. So stress and relationship, we're going to focus on communication and why people get stressed and how they can address it when they're talking to someone that's important to them in some way and they have a relationship with, and they just can't have the discussion that they want to have. Whether that's they feel misunderstood or their objective in the conversation never seems to be met or they can't move the relationship forward because their communication isn't effective and how that can create stress for them and their whoever they're in this relationship with whether it's a friend or a partner or a work relationship and how they can find strategies or approaches that may be able to get them out of this rut. I think this will be fun. I believe we have some ideas to talk through. Why don't you go through maybe a couple things that we jotted down? Yeah so the first one is How do we deal with the conversation? Which starts with how do we approach the conversation? And a big takeaway I had from learning a lot about communication is whoever is the one coming to the conversation with a goal, so they're starting the conversation. If it doesn't go the way that you're expecting or you're not getting your point across, it's your fault. It's not the other person's fault that they're misunderstanding or that they're not listening or that they're not hearing it. As the communicator, it's 100% on you to ensure that you're delivering the message in a way that they can receive it. So I have to take accountability for my actions? Your actions and also ensuring that you're doing it in a way that the other person will be receptive of. So in some degree, you're also taking accountability for how they're going to react. So in a communications major, you're in the arena where I might be a speaker giving a talk to an audience. And it is up to me to be able to deliver the material in a way that the majority of the audience will understand and be receptive of, correct? Yeah, it's not that different from a podcast, right? If we were to come in today and ask you questions and you only used medical terms, most of the audience, I would assume, wouldn't listen because they'd have no idea what we were saying. A big point in communication is you should say things in the simplest terms possible because your goal is to be understood, not to prove how smart you are. I mean, we hear this, a common thing being thrown out now when you watch shows or hear CEOs talk. They say, explain it to me like I'm a two-year-old, right? I want to understand I don't want to listen to all the the smart talk, so to speak. Yeah, so this gets into, as we broaden this, I think it depends somewhat on the type of relationship. So if you're talking about um, what you just mentioned, sort of where you're the speaker and you need the audience to understand, you're the one with a goal to get the information across in a way they understand, and they have sort of a mutual goal. Sometimes in relationships, people have two different goals. The person bringing up the conversation has one goal in mind. Take a salesman. They have one goal in mind to get their product sold, and the person that they're giving the pitch to really is not interested. You have a different relationship, say, where you have a a married couple or a dating couple, and one wants to do something specific and trying to get this important, maybe a budget. They have one way they want to set up the budget, and it's just going to be this way or no way, and the other partner saying, thinking, oh, I have a different goal in mind. So how do you navigate that? Then you have relationships such as, you know, you have to work with your supervisor at work. Your supervisor is asking you to do something. And it might be not be the thing you want to do right now or today. 
or you might have a different way that you want to do that. And so those are maybe different types of relationships that you have to be able to navigate in different ways. Yeah, I think the one that sticks out the most is when you're going to talk about relational partners. So a wife, a girlfriend, fiance, or even family members, right? Brothers, sisters. I think that's vastly different than work or friends or those type of groups. You brought up the budget, right? So before we ever got into communication, I'd say that there's a different step that has to take place, which is, am I coming to this with the goal to find a solution to make it work? Or am I coming to this saying, my budget's more important to me than you are? Because those are two totally different messages. And if the budget is the most important thing to me, then I'm never going to care what your goal is. Because you're either going to tell me yes or no. And if you say no, then I'm just going to move on. Sometimes conflicting goals can't be solved by communication because they're not working from the same starting point of saying the relationship is more important than this conversation. You just hit the sandpit of relationship. Because what happens is you might have as your goal, this relationship is what I really want to preserve. Difficult thing is the day-to-day happens. And in the day-to-day, something causes you stress. Some idea comes up. Let's take something as simple as the thermostat. And this is more personal, so that's why I'm bringing it up. Somebody wants it a little bit warmer in the house. Somebody wants it a little bit cooler. Now, this often comes down to a little bit of control of the thermostat. So what ends up happening? One person goes over, they move the thermostat up. The next person walks through the room, they turn it down. They they don't really communicate for a while. One's turning it up, one's turning it down. In the meantime, the temperature, emotional temperature in the house is going up. And finally, somebody says something. Why won't you leave it where I put it? And maybe somebody says, because I'm always cold. I need it warmer. I want to save money. So it's a broader thing. But what it's really around when we get down to it, it's about control. Usually that's what it is about, control. And it's not about control of the thermostat. It's about control in the relationship. It's very important to identify what is that actual issue that we're trying to resolve. Is it really the thermostat or is there some broader issue to discuss? Yeah, ideally, right, you'd always go into a conversation addressing the issue. But a lot of times, for a variety of reasons that we could talk about, but one is potentially, I don't want to talk to my whoever I'm in this relationship with about my real issue because I have a fear, right? And they react well. We've gone deep, deep, deep down to the relationship weeds. What we really need to address in this episode is really how do you make your relationship, keep your main relationships in life as safe spots. How do you protect those? So we've talked about things that sort of can damage those by little nicks. These usually are little nicks at a time that wear at the trust in the relationship. How can you keep that trust in that relationship and how can you repair that trust in the relationship? So usually when people come to to talk to me, they do not not necessarily talk about the stress or or even know that they, they just say, I'm having a relationship issues my spouse won't listen to me (laughs) they won't do or every time we talk I don't know what I do we both get upset that's telling us that there's some trust that has been broken maybe on both parts or maybe it wasn't there to start with or maybe it's never gotten to that part maybe a stressor happened in everybody's life and sometimes that brings people closer together sometimes that will be sort of the trigger that puts everybody over the threshold and it exposes 
the lack of trust in that relationship, and people have a hard time getting past that. You know, we see this navigation very common when people retire, and all of a sudden the spouse is at home all the time when they never were at home and they don't have a good plan. I used to see this all the time in the military. Another huge time that this happens are when the children leave the house, you know, the empty nesters. Everything revolved around the kids, and all of a sudden they're, <laughs> they're gone. And now we don't have everything to revolve around the kids. That's why it's very important that the most important relationship in a home is the parental relationship, not the parent-child relationship. Now, the parent-child relationship, kids feel safer if their parents, they see their parents having a safe relationship. That's sort of the premise. That just reminds me of something I saw recently. Of a, There was a late-night talk show who retired. They, they said they retired because they wanted to go spend more time with their family. And then they came back probably less than a year. Now they have some show on Netflix where they interview people. And everybody was like, well, why did you come back? You said you wanted to spend time with your family. And they said, well, I didn't ask my family if they wanted me to spend time <laughs> with them. <laughs> so they had this assumption in their head of what life was going to be like when they left their career. But the rest of their relational uh, people, whether family, friends, or whoever, didn't want their lives to change or weren't ready for their lives to change to accommodate the new goal of this person, right? So that they didn't have a conversation up front of, if I make this decision, this is what I'm expecting to happen on the back end, which probably caused frustrations and stress at home, and they went back to work. <laughs> I think where we look, and there's two points in that, right? Well, one is I tried to have a conversation and I didn't get the outcome, right? So second stage would be, now I feel like I'm not getting my point across, so I'm just going to start having conversations until this person understands. So you're going to talk more. I'm going to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually I'm going to say, well, now the other person is just not engaging. So, Or maybe the other person says, all right. They don't really mean it, but they say, all right, just to get the conversation over. Yeah, they're not engaging in the discussion. Maybe they won't even listen anymore, right? So now I know I'm not being listened to. So, Matt... To get a little bit more specific, you are my son, and we do work together also. So we sort of have father-son relationship, and we have a working relationship. And we've been doing this for both together for a number of years now, correct? Correct. And in different venues. What I would say is how has our relationship evolved and how have we been able to maintain a relationship? Or maybe there's been times where... In the last, let's just take seven years, because that sort of covers that time period where we've done both, where there's been struggles in that relationship. We've had difficulties being completely open. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we going? So I, I just think, let's just take when we started working together, I believe you would say and others would say that you were trying to figure out what I was sort of thinking and what my what my goals were. Is that correct? Then, yeah, for me, understanding what the point of communication is. So if we take that there, I, I believe you would also say, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, so I will, I believe, and you can correct me, that you would say that at times I would not be as clear as you needed me to be. Yeah, I think, you know, part of it was me figuring out how to navigate father-son versus work because that's not something that you deal with a lot. Most people work somewhere different than their family. So you communicate differently with family than you do in the work environment. And this is something that's very difficult, at least for 
for me and especially the business world or, or just the way I think and that I did not articulate early on. But one thing that's pretty important to me is sort of the 24-hour rule. I will have conversations and within that conversation during the day, I sort of take in a lot of information and feedback from others. But then what I tend to do is sit on that. So I might have a thought or an idea at the end of that conversation of one way to go with things. But after I've thought about it for 24 hours and put it together with other experiences I've had, other information in my head, I might come up with a different goal. And I know that's been frustrating at times to you and to to others. And I wasn't able to articulate that early on, I believe. It's often that other people have already been thinking about things for a long time, have talked with among themselves, have talked with others, and it's the first time that it's hit, hitting my sifter machine, <laughs> my brain. So when that first hits, you know, I sort of think about it and, oh, things might sound good or not good. But it's only after I've sat with that information for a while and sort of put it through the sifter machine that I really come up with what I truly think about it. Yeah, so that gets into a lot of what we've been talking about in relationships and communication, that if you don't understand how the other person's going to receive information, then it's real easy to say, well, they don't listen, or they're not being truthful, or any of the things because you feel like you've reached the end goal in the conversation, and then all of a sudden the other person is behaving in a way that's different from what you've expected coming out of a conversation. A large part of it is first you have to understand yourself before you can expect someone else to understand you. And sometimes you don't get to that point of understanding yourself until you're able to be in those environments and realize based on feedback that you're receiving that things are not coming across like you thought they were coming. So that can take a little while. I think part of that is you have to be open that you are the one that might need to make changes Thank you for this episode, and we look forward to episode seven.